On Saturday, the 1st of April, head to the Triton Training Academy Open Event at the Carpentry Store in Nace. See live DIY demonstrations with Triton brand champion and online woodwork sensation April Wilkerson. Plus, there will be special offers, a prize draw and giveaways on the day. The Triton Training Academy Open Event at the Carpentry Store Nace between 10 and 3 p.m. on Saturday, 1st of April. Visit thecarpentrystore.com for more details. Blog Talk Radio. Psychically connect to your soul, health, and wellness. Tune in as she brings messages, guidance, and clarity into your life. Hey everyone and welcome to Get Into It with Tina Conroy on Blog Talk Radio. I am your host. The phone line will be open today, so feel free to listen by the phone line. And if we get a chance, we'll open up the phone line. That number is 516 387 1936. I also have a chat room feature available on Block Talk Radio. So to go to blocktalkradio.com, find my show, and you will follow me, and then you can chat along with us, with me and Cynthia. So hello, hello. Welcome to May. If you receive my newsletter, you know how I started. May Day, May Day. That is how I've been feeling. I have to be honest, I've been feeling extremely extremely overwhelmed and kind of been looking for that lifesaver, looking for someone to kind of really help me out and find support. I feel like things are moving super, super fast. My daughter is coming home tomorrow. Her first year of college is already over. We are into summer and it's just crazy. It's crazy. It's all good, but it's crazy. I, I want to blame Mercury retrograde all the time. Poor little Mercury and also all the rain in New York, but it is sunny and shining in New York. So thank you for the sunshine. Um, As I was meditating, I believe yesterday, as I wrote in my newsletter, I I really sat with that. And I said, why do I feel so overwhelmed? And I know there's a lot of energies out there. Um, I don't claim to be an astrologer, but all the energies and there's so many, so many things happening. And I really heard that that amazing, beautiful message, let go and let God. And that's really how it is. I I really was a control freak for most of my life. And I'm really trying to sit back and let it flow. Um, The unknown is so hard for me, not knowing what's going to happen, or I have different things working that may or may not happen in my life. And the unknown really is hard. Isn't it hard for everybody though? Isn't the unknown just tough? Um, that's where we come to our spiritual practice. And that's where we come to grounding and feeling our feet on the ground. And so let's do that together right now. If you can, just close your eyes, feel your feet on the ground. Take a nice, long, slow, deep breath in. 
and exhale away. Relax your shoulders, relax your face, your eyes, and let go of your day so far, wherever, whatever you've been doing. Take a moment to connect to yourself. I call out blessings for everyone listening on the show live and later on the recording. I ask that we are supported with divine light, with this energy of universal consciousness. We ask the archangels, the angels, spirit guides to work with us, through us, and surround us in light. And we ask this always for the highest good. May you bring to mind any personal intentions that you may have at this time. We're bringing all the energy of mothers, of women, of the consciousness of support. And again, we ask this for all, for all the highest good. And so it is. Amen. And then take another breath and exhale away. So sometimes just something like that, quick and easy, short, it doesn't have to be too long, can get us back to our center. I want to choose a card for our show. So these are little interesting cards. I'm not normally choose from these. They're more affirmation cards rather than oracle or angel cards. And great card. So the card I've chosen is I am comfortable looking in the mirror saying I love you. I love you. I really love you. It's a perfect card as we move into May and we're in May and we talk about mothers and Mother's Day and all our wonderful feminine amazing goddess energy. So Really take care of yourself. All the women out there, remember it is not selfish to have self-care. So put yourselves first. So I want to give you a little bit of upcomings that I have going on, and then I'm going to bring my amazing guest on the show. So tomorrow at Daniel Daniel Gale Sotheby's Manhasset office, um, they hold a vendor night twice a year, twice or three times a year, and it's so much fun. And I am part of it tomorrow from 7 to 9, and I'm going to be doing 10-minute card readings. So just for fun, 10-minute card readings, Daniel Gale, Sotheby's, Manhasset. It's on Plandome Road. And if you're interested, you can kind of inbox me or text me. I only get to about 10, 11 people that night because it's, it's quick. And so I do have a list going already. Next week, my show will not be airing. So I will be at Transform. It is a three-day live business event in Atlanta, Georgia with my coach, Pamela Bruner, and I will be there for three days at Transform. So the show will not be going live. But the following week, I will be hosting Sarah Intonata, and she's going to be talking about the business of yoga. And I'll be having her back the following, having her the last Wednesday of the Entrepreneur Women's Series. Fridays, I am back on YouTube. It's been a while, and I'm getting my feet wet again. I'm always scared of video. I seem to be able to do fine with the audio. And I'm back on YouTube for Pick a Card. So I'll be airing just short snippets of Pick a Card, showing the cards, talking very quickly on the video, and then you'll leave your comments below on my Facebook group. And my Facebook group is Get Into It with Tina Conroy. And without further ado, I want to tell you a little bit about my guest. Um, This is her second appearance on Get Into It, and I am always so thrilled to have her uh, on the show. So Cynthia Littman, 
she is just an amazing person. She is the a grand mompreneur. Uh, Cynthia has helped herself through the most challenging times in her life, rediscovering her passion for writing, connecting, and seeing ideas come to life. She serves very well as an entertainment lawyer, entrepreneur, but she wanted more. Cynthia's blog, Mama Pearls, captures her family life and ancestral wisdom. The mom blog scene led her to the Mama Pearls radio show. Playground talk with moms evolved into engaging business brainstorming sessions. Cynthia began hosting mom shops and live events to gather, inspire, and exchange information. Mom Time Events is a platform to inspire others forward in their own personal, business, and brand development, all while showing women a good time. And Cynthia knows how to have a good time. You can find Cynthia on Twitter at SynTweet, Instagram at SynPearls, Facebook group Mom Time Events. And I can tell you, I just went to her event last week for a Mother's Day movie, and again, it is always a blast. It's always so much fun. So this is going to be an amazing show, a fun show. Um, how can it not with Cynthia? So let me get her on the air. Hey, Cynthia, how are you? Hey, Tina, how are you? <laughs> I'm good, girl. I'm good. Good to have you back. It's awesome to be here. I always love the energy that you have created around this show and just soaking it in and being a part of it. It's just, you're doing awesome. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And so are you. I, I just, I love your events and I'm looking forward to bad mom. So I can't <laughs> wait. <laughs> you really know how to put on a party. I must say. So really. Looking yeah. Forward well, it's, it. it's everything around mom time events kind of centered centers upon what you were saying before about finding time for self-care and what I found that moms in our community are lacking the most of is that time to just carve for ourselves to just have some fun and get together and network and do our personal development so um, you know I really saw a need in in our local community to amplify the fun factor so that's I am to please (laughs) and it's true because a lot of us you know, we the we we kind of forget about the fun. We we remember like all the other things, you know, sometimes. But the fun part, or just you know, looking good and feeling good. And I know you've done a lot of feel good nights with, um, you know, the makeovers and things like that. And it really it really makes a difference because when you can come out and be with your friends and just be with other women and let your hair down, really let your hair down, and um. It's a great thing to do, and it forces us to do it. You know what I mean? Like, it it gives us a reason to do it um, other than just calling your girlfriends and grabbing dinner. It's even beyond that. So you make it a full event, and it's it's always a fun event. It's always a great time. I had a great time last week, so thank you. And I'm sure you got amazing feedback. So I'm sure it was an amazing day and feedback. It's been really fun. I'm not getting this same type of feedback that I got when we did Magic Mike, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit more clean and fun, but really just um, the Cinco de Mama party was just a, a great fiesta and people have just been buzzing and spinning about it and it's been, it's been awesome. And, you know, again, um, when I really was searching for something for that space of connection, when I had a lot of turmoil going on in my life, things were so, so serious for me. 
And I feel like we carry this level of pressure, um, this level of seriousness in, in just being a parent and trying to raise good kids and just keeping up with all the standards that I really needed my own outlet. And so understanding that and really trying to also not just solely go out for a good time, but really engaging the community in the fun um, is something I really love doing. And every single time, one of my favorite parts of the business that, that I've created is going in and meeting different businesses and different entrepreneurs throughout our community and, and working with them to strategize how they can do a better, broader engagement on their platform um, with our community and really bringing them into the, into the fold in a very fun, creative way. So having just a whole host of team, and you've been, you've been a sponsor and, a, and an event partner of mine um, in the past that, you know, most recently at our Goddess Night. And for me, like, that is just the best, the best part of what I do, just yeah, bringing everybody together. It's great. It's wonderful. And I, lo- I love that because there's few people that can really pull it off and really feel that, you know, I think you were speaking um, just the other night, last night, you know, just to kind of put yourself aside, right? And I think you kind yeah. of, we talked a little bit about that. Um, put yourself aside and, you know, you're in service. You, you are someone of service and bringing people together and developing people's, really people's, I know you say pearls or people's gifts, um, you know, just how you've had many of us come and sponsor the event and, and help and we're creating our gifts and we're sharing our gifts. And that's what's always so great because it's sort of this reciprocity of back and forth of creating right. and manifesting. And at the same time, it's like give and take and just, you know, it's great. And there's always just more to do and more, um, more ideas and more creativity. And so, um, yeah, thank you for that. I mean, thank you for really bringing yes, that to the community. And I love always being a part of all the stuff that you do. So I want to take the listeners back a little bit. Um, sure. Kind of about back to when you were a child. Like, bring us back a little bit just to give us a little taste of when you were a child and um, who were you were as a child? What kind of child were you? So funny. I was just talking to my mm-hmm. mom and I should have just had her call in to tell you. Um, because there, there's my version of me as a child, and then there's, like, my parents' version of me as, as a child. Um, and according to my parents, I was a little bit of a handful. Um, I was, you know, always just filled with wonder and curiosity and a sense for action and adventure and a people person. So you put me in, a, in any environment where there's people or activity and I have to go and be in it no matter what my parents wanted me to do at the time. Um, my mom, you know, used to say she would have to, like, literally throw on, like, the reins and pull me back. I was kind of like a wild, a wild stallion because I just wanted to, to go jump into the fun. And I was, uh, for a long time, and I still kind of am a jump-in head-first kind of person, um, I'll always be the first one in the pool and then kind of, you know, figuring out how to swim and just kind of going for that fun factor or for the experience. And then I often have to say it and be like, wait, what did I just do? And what does that mean? And have to process it a little bit later. So as I, as I've kind of 
grown up. And um, one of the reasons I later went to law school was to kind of have a little bit more foresight before I, I leap. And um, I've taken some very bold leaps of faith, but there, and you know, you kind of in business have to throw caution to a window a little bit and take your, your enough of a risk to actually get you to that leaping point. But, you know, I've had to learn to um, discipline myself enough to have some foresight so I don't land, you know, dive into a pool and there's no water type thing. So So, as a child, my spirit as a child, my mom has always really always said, like, she'd walk the delicate line between not wanting to break my spirit, but still give me some framework and boundaries to really channel my my energy and my excitement and my enthusiasm and my curiosity. So, you know, I, I would be safe. Right. And so would you consider yourself an extrovert or, I mean, mm-hmm. cause, yeah. I, so you were, I, I'm, yeah. Actually, I'm actually, I'm actually, I'm actually both. Right. Um, I'm, a scor- I'm a Scorpio, I'm a Scorpio and I have times when I am so completely extroverted and out there and, and I'm also very transparent. So if there's something going on with me, you're going to know if anybody follows me on social, social media, you know, I'm, I'm big on sharing in the fun, you know, that's just kind of, if I find something, an amazing, incredible resource, I won't, I won't hide it. I won't try and just keep it for myself. I will put it out there and share it. At the same time, I also go through phases and I've, I've learned to really adapt um, and honor my, my own phases, which I think is just more part of being a, a highly feminine woman who's very spiritually attuned, where I honor the phases of my contractions and when I need to be introverted and just kind of in my own space and gestating with what it is I, I, I either just did or um, an experience I want to plan or really just being. And usually like in winter, um, I, hibernate, I hibernate hard in the wintertime. Um, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll have to make myself do an event or something to, so I have some sort of presence because <laughs> people will literally be like, where have you been? Because um, I go into a very deep, quiet state of, of reflection and introversion in, in, the, in the winter. And it's interesting because based, you know, on a lot of Ayurveda and things in, you know, nature, astrologically in the seasons, that's really what we're supposed to do for the most part. I mean, mm-hmm. in the sense that the winter time is a time for us to reflect, for us to come within, for us to, right. you know, kind of nurture that, nurture ourselves so that our seeds of spring and, and so forth. So, you know, you being a spiritual being and your practice is right on par, but I know what you mean as, as someone that, you know, sort of you have to almost force yourself to go out or to create an event to kind of get yourself out because you could stay in the in the bear's den for a little too long. <laughs> I am a mama bear full and full, especially in winter. I mean, I always wonder if, it's, if it would be like that if we lived on the West Coast where there's more 24-hour sunshine um, all year round. I wonder if I would be the same way or if I'm just so seasoned from being a, a Northeastern New York girl all my life to have that cycle. But when you mentioned in the beginning of the show how you feel like time is just literally speeding up, um, I've been feeling that too. And, you know, there's, you know, we have such a short window of gorgeous weather in New York. 
um, that's called summer. And it's just there's so much you want to pack in while still trying trying to enjoy it. And I feel, too, like people just kind of come out of the woodworks, and the more people I see, the more inspired I get to want to continue doing more more events and creating different experiences and also doing more like professional development. Um, And I know that, you know, that window will close again, probably, you know, come fall time when it's then you're back, you're back in the groove with your, your children getting them back situated for, for the year. But one thing I have learned in my, in my journey, especially my career, well, both career and motherhood is to trust in, in timing and to really start trusting time. Like time is not working against you. It is always working for you. And, and even though like I have a very, you know, YOLO type attitude and of the now, I also know that things will lay out and unfold as it should. So relationships, if I'm meeting somebody now who wants to partner with me on something, it might not be right now. But I know in time it'll come. And that's, that's one of the things I also love doing is just seeing, like, the pool of possibility within this town and knowing who to bring to the forefront when. Um, right. And that's really just a process of, of trust and understanding, you know, the, the magic really of time. Right. And I, I agree with you because even though I, I, you know, and I said that in my newsletter and earlier and the time, it's I know I know intrinsically, I know in my spirit, I know in my faith Mm -hmm. that like, you know, it's all divine timing. And so my unknowns, all my unknowns that my stuff is all going to work out for the highest good. You know, I I really trust that. But sometimes in those like day to day, like, I just want to know, you know, (laughs) it can be a little frustrating. And that's where where I go. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm the kind of person that it's very frustrating. Very, very. And I'm that kind of person that I I like to know. I want to know, like, give me a map and tell me where I want to go. I, yes, I'm slow and I'm more open to that, but I don't want to just be on a road and say, we'll eventually get there. I kind of want to know. I want to get there between one and three, you know, around afternoon time, you know, like I, I've opened up a lot. But then you you say you want to get there between one and three and then, you know, somebody in the car has to pee and then you find like a beautiful view that you want to like go and take some pictures. I mean, you know, but, but ultimately you have a direction and I've, I've been, this has been coming up a lot for me, like in my newsletters and my talk that I did last, last month in the happiness group about like your soul and your soul purpose. And we're constantly mapping out our journey. We're constantly meeting experiences that match the quality of our being. And until those things kind of happen, um, you know, you kind of get in, into uh, like a hold space and what's really, and, and I've seen my, my own space starting to expand more recently and it feels amazing, but I really have taken the time and um, made it a priority to do things that match up with my, with my being. Yeah, very good. That's, that's really great stuff to talk about and to let people know. Yeah. To match up. I love that. To match up. And you can't jump to, you know, Oprah status overnight. Like, it is a process. And one of my friends told me, like, an amazing pearl, which I just, it struck me when he said it, and I still, you know, repeat it for myself, is he said, like, greatness is a process. 
And it really, and it really is, you know, think of who you were a year ago, think of who you were five years ago and just how the growth and the transformation that you've done within that short time, you know, I'm constantly growing. I'm constantly involving my, my business interests, you know, same thing. Um, I remember when I started my, my Facebook group for mom's time events and I had 10 followers, you know, and now I'm like trying to, you know, get over the thousands mark. Like everything is a process and takes time. And it's not just about, the hitting the goal of a thousand. It's about really creating the community within those numbers that it's not just numbers. You really feel supported and engaged and connected. And that all takes time to, to nurture and develop. Same thing with anybody in, in business and what they're doing. Every facet of what you're doing takes time to nurture, to build, to go from that you know, brilliant, creative aha moment that you have, that inspired moment to take like the actions, put it into development and see it come to life. And even after it's come to life, you still have to know what the next step is for that. And also then take your time to, to get introverted and just kind of reflect on, on, on it. And most importantly for women, especially, to give yourself a little bit of acknowledgement for what you have accomplished. You know, women go around accomplishing so much, so many tasks in any given day. It's, you know, especially working moms and working women, and it it just always amazes me how much we get done, but we never like take kudos for that. But like, That's I feel true. like you know, my husband will come home and he'll you know do like one thing around the house, and it's like a, we're supposed to give like a big party for like the one thing he did. Like, really. <laughs> <laughs> Really, I sneeze your one thing. So, right. um, you know, we just we just need to be more celebratory and really real about it, about how effective and powerful we are as a collective. Yeah, absolutely. And how many of us, if, yeah, and how many women, we, I mean, I fall into this category, I do all these things, like whatever I, you know, juggling and doing and then I don't give myself the credit for the things I did I'm always looking at the things that I didn't get done on my list right so yeah it's of uh of course it's interesting so that brings me to of course and then you just roll it over fine okay <laughs> exactly. you need something to do tomorrow roll it exactly. over good. next day so who as you were growing up who in, who do you feel influenced you who were some of your influencers huh. I have a lot of influencers in my life always um, and ones that I always really talk to. I've had about, like, the same group of really close advisors slash influencers in my, in my life pretty much all throughout my life, and I'm 41 years old. Um, my dad's been a huge, huge influence on me. My, my pseudo-big sister, Karen, um, she really was the first to show me that life isn't always easy, but you still got to go kick its ass. Um, and she really just total big sister influencer for me. Outside my my personal sphere of friends and family, um, I really was touched very deeply at a very early age by the movie The Color Purple. Mm -hmm. And um, from that movie, something just, I was way too young when I saw it, but it just stirred my soul up like something fierce. And I never knew I could feel that deeply, experience that deeply, and I never knew that film could be so powerfully transformative 
And since then, I, I would say I want to meet and work with Steven Spielberg. And that really set me on the path to pursue entertainment. And, you know, I didn't really know how that didn't come to later where um, but I just kept following like the markers and the opportunities that came before me to, you know, when I was young, like go volunteer at film festivals and intern at different um, entertainment you know, companies from music to talent agencies to film. And, you know, I went on to work at New Line Cinema well, and ultimately pursue entertainment law. I went to law school and entertainment became my focus. And it's still in my mind always. I mean, entertainment is, is morphed so, so well to the masses and the individual. Everybody has the power to create content and share content through the advent of social media and blogging. And it's just the spectrum of entertainment has, has evolved so much that it's amazing um, and still really exciting. And I'm, I'm always still creating and crafting my placement in there. Um, but that really influenced me at a very strong age and gave me, like, my, my due north heading. Mm. I still haven't worked with him. My, my mentor mm. and... Um, client and business partner is Stephen Simon, so I used to like joke like Stephen Simon, Stephen Spielberg, like it's kind of close. <laughs> close, <laughs> very close, close, really close enough. Um, but yeah, but that really put me on my my career journey. So you pretty much shared with us some of the business that you've already been a part of. So you mm-hmm. have a kind of plethora that you've also taken into your into your bag of tricks now. So, you know, the, between yeah. the lawyer and the entertaining and, and you know, the spirituality that you have coming through you and just bringing people together. Um, can you share when you started your own company? Can you go back a little bit or how it, like, founded, mm-hmm. where it kind of began? So, yeah. so I've, I've had a hand in a few different companies over my career, um, I launched my, my law firm in like 2001 um, and it was just something I always wanted to have for me no matter where else I worked. So, um, and kind of hung that shingle and I dealt with independent clients all over this, all over the spectrum in primarily in film and media with book authors um, and different publishing houses I, I worked for and helped there them do their contracts and then after New Line Cinema I was a co-founder along with Stephen Simon and Gay Gay Hendricks and Ariel Ford we co-founded the Spiritual Cinema Circle which was like combining my two sides which was entertainment and spirituality we basically put them together put it in a DVD with four spiritual films and created a DVD of the month club for spiritual films. And that, for me, was an incredible experience. It was my first real entrepreneurial experience. And it was in the sphere of um, and zone of topics and of a product that I just completely loved and could put myself behind. And it was also utilizing my skills as, as an attorney to really be the legal department. So... Um, it was a very lean, mean machine, and we built it up and sold it eventually to Guyam. And um, after that was when I had my children, and we moved out to the suburbs, and life sort of changed. And I wanted to get back to my passion and finding my voice at a time when I really felt lost 
was when I launched Mama's Pearl. And Mama's Pearl, I launched in 2009. The following year, I, I, I launched my radio show and did that for about like two years consistently. And that was just, that was just a beautiful space and period just to solely devote to really my, my development and sharing generational wisdom and just putting it out there and engaging a community and also being able to start going on the mom blog scene and meeting other women within this space, um, really nurturing and supportive and awesome. And it also taught me a lot about how to, um, how to do these events, how to engage readers, how to um, make it, make it fun and kind of find the delicate balance between branding and, um, and, you know, just kind of sharing your experience. I'm not somebody who likes like the hard sell that kind of turns me off. So learning how to really do things in, in, in a natural way, um, that was my training for that. And then I launched mom time events after I met Amanda Cleal and we co-produced the Entrepreneur Fair in Port Washington, which was already like four years ago. I like, I can't believe how, how fast time flies. And that's when I really saw the potential of the Entrepreneur market. I mean, we kind of, we kind of created and crafted and smoked out the market here. Um, and through that just discovered endless, <laughs> just endless, an endless sea of amazing local women wanting to do, you know, to get their hands back into their passion and really building a, a career for themselves while raising children. Um, and that's really where I stepped in and, and wanted to do more to service the entrepreneur community, especially because that's who I am and court is where I live and, and work and I'm raising my family. So, um, you know, since then it's been just, you know, a constant learning process, a constant process of connection, a constant process of balancing the time between my family and, and my work and, you know, creating these amazing experiences to, sh to showcase it all and bring it all together. And I do find that I use and draw upon all of my vast experience and talents in what I'm doing now. So it's not like I left anything by, by the wayside. A lot of people will, will say that, that if they pursue one thing, they have to kind of give up something else. I, I don't feel that. I feel like everything that I've done um, is put into action now and it feels nice. really awesome <laughs> nice now yeah. did you have yeah. do you have any did you have any fears of owning your own business or creating this business or did it become organic because you started with the blogging like were there fears in the sense of like wow I'm really out there or even financially you know anything creep in <clears throat> yeah of course I mean I think learning how to trust yourself especially when there is you know, a monetary reality to everything that we do and a financial responsibility. It's not, it's not always about um, just a fun factor and figuring out how to make what I'm doing profitable and self-sustaining. You know, that's still something I'm learning because I'm always the type of person I would rather invest more into the experience than, than make more money for later. 
Um, so I'm working on having a little bit more balance on that. Like I, I would rather, you know, spend more money and have amazing centerpieces so everybody else can, you know, see it and enjoy it. And I, I'm, I'm really it's taking a lot of discipline on my part to really work within a budget when I'm setting, when I'm setting the events. And I've had to reach out and ask for that help to keep me, um, to keep me accountable for, for what I'm doing. As far as the fear factor with putting myself out there, again, that, that, that comes in waves. And, um, you know, the movie events I'm, I'm really comfortable in doing now. I've done a whole host of them. They're really fun for me. I mean, it's a lot of, it's a lot of work to, to pull these things together, but I really enjoy it. And even as I was driving around, to, I had a meeting um, to go pick up, like, the bracelets that Fortune Off Fine Jewelry donated and as I'm driving there, most people would like hate doing the drunk, the grunt work. I'm just driving there, thinking like, this is so much fun. This <laughs> 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 is so much fun. I'm going to pick up presents for 40 people who are coming to my event. Like, I'm, I just, I can totally geek out about like the things that I love, and I was having so much fun doing it. When I did the Goddess event at Castle Gold at the Sands Point Preserve. That was a that was me stepping more out of my my comfort zone and into a bigger space. You know, listen, I was throwing, I was doing like a coup of the castle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's a beautiful, amazing venue that I really wanted it to look and feel have the right feel. I was had a lineup of three different enter- entertainers. I had a whole mix of sponsors. You know, you still have to do the the outreach to get people. And in that venue, as gorgeous as it is, you have to bring everything in. So they have the tables and the chairs and the microphones, so I didn't have to worry about that. But, like, everything else, like, I had to bring in. So it was a really big undertaking, and, um, and it, was really, it was really me, like, stretching my legs a little bit. And through that dance of knowing, like, okay, I'm doing this. I really, have this, I really had a vision for that, and, like, there was no stopping that vision. But I also knew for me to fully step into that, I had to work through my own fears and insecurities. And, like, what usually happens is I'll have, like, the brilliant idea. I start working towards it, and then I, something creeps in. It's like an old, old voice inside my head that I used to hear about, you know, you can't do this. You feel, you know, just whatever insecure that you're I mean, everybody kind of knows like mm-hmm. that own inner critic that we have. Mine kind of really gets gets down on me, like you know, and um, you start thinking about all the wrong things about yourself and like, why am I doing this and the reason come and blah blah blah. Right. And once you kind of have that conversation and out it, it's easier to move on. And I say like, because you know, especially especially in the beginning when I would do more professional development events with the mom entrepreneurs, like when we did the social, um, making mom social events, um, and even like the mom entrepreneur makeover, even though that was more about like being pretty, like everybody still walked out with a headshot and kind of armed to take that out into the world professionally and have their new profile pick and all that, all that kind of stuff. You know, what I hear from people most is that I inspire people to just kind of get over their fears and do it anyway. And that's what, that's what I've learned. Like, you know, it's, it's always going to be scary. You never know what's going to be if what you're going to do is going to hit or miss. 
um, and I've had some, some, you know, levels of myth also, and it's like you learn from it. Like the goddess might taught me so much about um, what I'm actually capable of, that I do need a team of support, um, that it's okay to ask for help, and also, you know, about like the, the type of feel that people want. Like it's just, it's just every single time you take a risk and put yourself out there and face your fear, you're only going to grow. When you stay stuck in your fear and you don't do what you're really passionate about doing, oh, God, that just, that just kills you slowly. It really does. Like, and there's been a period of times where I've, like, sat on things where things have personally been too crazy for me to really, like, focus um, to put things into action. And I've, like, sat and I've waited and i let things pass by me. And, you know... Granted, I, I needed that time for me also just to kind of sit and be and heal and feel. But at the same time, like, I still wish I would have just done it. Right. Well, a lot of times people just say, you know, it's like just ask or just do it or move beyond, you mm-hmm. know, and I love like you can hear all the all the logos, you know, Lululemon, do something that scares you every day, you know. But it's true. I look back as you're talking and, you know, there's so many things. And it's like we just were saying, we evolve and we change from year to year and month to month and we're different people and we're always in a state of changing and revolving and, mm-hmm. and you know, not looking at time as, you know, the enemy, but just knowing that each, t- you know, we're, we are growing. And, and I'm reminded by some really good friends and some people that, you know, it's kind of like, look how far you've come, baby, you know, but in those fears, right. in those moments that you're going to be out there, you're going to fall flat on your face, you know, who do you think you are? And then, but you're then able to, the arena that you're in is bringing women together to then boost them up. So, you kind of get right. out of your fear, you get out of your obstacle, and then everybody kind of kind of moves forward. Um, so it kind of leads me to a, a different question, but it's more about mm-hmm. balance. And, you know, so here we are with this balance, you know, um, moms and balance, work and balance, you know, kids and balance. So I, and I, if you, do you mind sharing a little bit, if you don't mind about your post the other day? Because I thought that was kind of funny. I mean, maybe not without all the, <laughs> but how we are in balance and we're always trying to, you know, figure out like making the school bus and making the lunches and and, and all of that. And um, yeah, I know, oh, I know. You, you want to get funny. into like the hot mess of my daily life? Sure, well, let's do it. Sure, so, let's go there. Okay. All right. So my my first thing with balance also is like sometimes when I was prepping for Cinco de Mama, like you know, in the week, like the week or two weeks leading up, it's kind of like all systems go and I get like hyper-focused and that's all I can kind of let into my fear. And one night my son came over and he was just like really, really upset. I mean, I hadn't seen him or really taken time to be with him in a couple of nights. And he was just like, mom, you're so busy. I hate it. I don't have time with you. And in that moment, I totally had to blow him off because I was working. But later on, like, you know, I noted it. And I was just like, okay, I need to make sure that I do this a little bit better. And then I don't totally ignore him. He's going off to sleepaway camp this summer. I'm not going to see him and I'm going to miss him, like, so much. And I don't want to miss out on this time leading up to him going. So um, so the next night, you know, I was still, I was still busy and and working, but I made sure I carved out like a half an hour just to go upstairs and, 
tea with him. And we just, we didn't, he didn't really want, he wasn't really in the mood for talking, but we just kind of, we just hung out. And that presence with him made all the difference because the next couple of days he was like the happiest little guy ever. Um, there are other times, you know, a lot of my events, not just my events, but I'll go and I'll, I'll support other women um, in my partner's events and I'll do coverage for them and that kind of stuff. You know, a lot of that happens at night. So I miss out on a lot of the nighttime stuff. I mean, granted, I'm usually with the kids, but by the time they get home from school until about like 7.30, there's like a, a good chunk of time where it's, it's, it's me time with them. But, you know, and they've, they've gotten used to the fact that I, that I do go out a lot and it's become more of a norm, of an abnormal thing if I'm actually staying home for the night. They're like, they get so excited. So, um, you know, I really do try and balance it. Like on the weekends, it's kind of, I, you know, really work to instill family time and do, do if I'm going anywhere, like I want it to be with my children. Um, so I really work on just trying to be present with them, but I also don't try to get too hung up on the exact numbers of minutes that I'm with them, you know, because, and I have this conversation a lot with different mom entrepreneurs and also with like my friends who are guys who are, you know, working fathers and they're worried about that they're not spending enough time with their children and, you know, it's never really about the number of times, it's about the quality of time. So if you can just make sure that when you're with your children, you're with your children and you're, you're listening to them and you're engaged with them and you're connecting with them and you're laughing with them and you're feeding them and, you know, it's a real sacred family experience, then you've got your balance going on because then you can shift gears and more easily and not have as much guilt as when you're shifting back into work mode. Um, And I think, you know, the key to all of it is is the level of pressure and guilt that we put upon ourselves. If you can just get rid of that, um, it becomes a little bit more easy and seamless to shift gears. And being that I work from home, um, you know, I work from home. When my kids are in activities, I'll be in the lobby waiting for them with my laptop, and that's where I'm working. So uh, that is until, if and until, if and when we finally start my uh, co-working office share, then, like, I can't wait to have a physical place of office. But that's a vision that I'm trusting in timing is going to be developed. But for me, you know, my office is very mobile. Um, and goes with me wherever I go, wherever I am. I'm basically, I'm at work, I'm a mom, I'm me, I'm a wife, like I'm all these things all the time. You know, it's right. it's easier, I think, for women who have an office that they go to and then they come home to. It's easy to flip the switch a little bit more. You know, I mean, you might get a couple of emails or late night calls or that kind of thing, but it's, it's, it's less. Um, it's more of a, of a, it's less of a distinction, I think, when you, when you do work at home and kind of in and between what your kids are doing and you don't have, you know, defined work hours. So, so it sounds like, for me, the yeah, balance, yeah, right. The balance yeah, for no, you, it sounds me, like, yeah, that you have the quality time. So um, it kind right. of brings me, you know, everything is sort of 
interesting is about the mindfulness, right? So right. you talk about just even if it's not the amount of hours, it's the quality time. Um, I'm actually right. going to be a guest on Catch Your Spirit with Terry Hyman on Monday, and I'm talking about mindfulness, awakening the spirit, and releasing stress, and how we talk about as a woman, as a businesswoman, I'm talking about how how to do that and how to work with that and exactly what you said. So instead of that, like all these hours, which we're always looking for hours right. with our children is have that quality yeah. time. And it kind of brings me to we're, the balance. So like, yeah, we're also like trained that to work harder and more hours that that means something, you know I mean? I'm yeah, trained sure. as a lawyer, you know, it's all about the billable hours. Like to me, it's about the maximizing the effectiveness of your, of your time all the time. Absolutely. Absolutely. So when it comes to digital age, and I know you're so much with the mm-hmm. blogging and the social media, and it kind of falls into the whole thing with personal and family time, do you have mm-hmm. a boundary or do you have things put in place for yourself for the 24-7 media? Do you turn things off? Do you have a, are you, do you turn off your prompts or do you turn off your notifications? Like what boundaries do you have in place for you to, you know, to step away or, you know, or do you have the boundaries mm-hmm. in place? So my my boundary is more with myself, and I'm very self-modulated and regulated and tuned in. Like, I know when I need a break, and I take a break. Um, is it the same time every day? No, because my, my days are, are um, how I feel any given day is very different. And I just really learned to trust myself. I also trust myself when I'm really tired and need a nap. I take a freaking nap. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to torture myself for, for sleeping when I need sleep. Um, so I really just tune in and, and listen. And I kind of, the same with, like, my writing time. Like, I could, I could, and I have done this, you know, I've been working on a book. And I have done this where I'll, I will set aside time to write. And it's really hard for me to force myself to write. But then I'll have that moment of inspiration where it just flows in one steady download. And I know I have to start writing now no matter where I am. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I'm kind of like the mad genius like that. So, you know, I can't and I can't force any of any of that to happen. So I try to be like as respectful as I can to the, to the flow of my day of, of when that happens. I mean, there's certain things you can do to, um, to like inspire inspiration, um, of, you know, and, and kind of starting like those classes a little bit earlier. So I will try to mark my time as much as I, I can, but also be flexible enough within the play space of my day to know where my attention really needs to be. Like, even though if I might sit down to write for the next hour, my attention might be drawn um, to really working on creating, you know, working on a contract for a client, and then that will start flowing. So I've just, I mean, for me, I've learned to trust myself in in how I balance my time. Okay. I really do. And then and so, a lot of other people will say to really plan out your days, set aside exactly how many hours you have and dedicate it. You know, I do have a rhythm to what I'm doing that's been developed by like my natural rhythm of like when I'm posting what um, and what type of conversations I'm going to have when like that I pretty much have, have got down. 
Um, but I do leave a lot of flexibility in, in, in my days. Right, because I know there's a lot of people that will use a lot of organizational tools, such as like mm-hmm. time for task or turn off notifications, and they're sitting at their computer and just say, yep. okay, they put a timer on for two hours. And I kind of go back and forth in that. Sometimes I'm very regimented, and I have the notifications mm-hmm. turned off, and I have my phone turned off, and I'm like, I'm going to do this for one and a half hours or two hours. But other days, I sort of flow in and out. And so it's, it's interesting. I'm still finding my feet wet on that. Before we get close right. to wrapping up, because we're, we're close, mm-hmm. time goes so fast, mm-hmm. what, what, and we talked a lot about it, we may have covered a bunch, what top tools or takeaways would you share with other women who are in business or are you know, starting out to build a business for themselves? Top tools is to you know, immerse yourself in the community and the market that you want to play in as much as possible. Get out and network, meet people that are already in your space, um, be open, and really just continue on with where it is you want to, to go to. That's nice. like my, my key thing. And, yes, of course, if you are working on something, I, don't, I won't check my phone if I'm in the middle of a mid, really intense writing session. Okay. And what top books do you want to share with the listeners? Either a book that's really inspired you, um, something in the past, or something that you're reading now. I really love Gabby Bernstein's books. They're very practical and inspiring and spiritual. And I tend to go for spiritual um, self-help books more than other books. And I do find, like, right now I'm not actively reading things because I'm in the middle of writing. Um, so I try not to read too much when, while I'm in a writing phase. Um, but I do love Gabby Bernstein's, a- any book of hers, just pick it up and read. Right. So just kind of like the personal story and then you have the spirituality with the message coming yeah. through. Nice. Yep. Well, this has been amazing. I'm so glad we got Thank you back. You. and. And I'm so glad I learned Anytime. I learned something all the time because even having you from the first time, which I think was about a year ago, I believe. Yes, about a year ago. I looked back and I had to scroll through my Apple podcast, you know, the iTunes, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's been a while. So thank you for a repeat performance or, or coming back the second time. And um, I'm always excited to uh, to merge our stuff together and anything you have going on. I wanted to share with you, which I kind of put in my newsletter, I'm actually um, in the midst, and again, it's sort of like you writing your book, but I'm in the midst of creating a, um, you know, I see so many, most of my clients are women, and most of my clients are mompreneurs, mm-hmm. and, you know, in, in mm-hmm. different areas in different towns. And so I'm in the process of putting together a 90-day program um, called Mindful Mompreneurs. And I'm working with, it's a 90-day coaching program, creating the success without the myth of the super mom. And it's going to have like three proponents. It's going to be, you know, 90 days. So each month is going to be focused on, one will be focused on mindfulness um, strategies. The next month will be focused on EFT and tapping work and energy work and healing work, like Reiki work and energy work, and then also the intuition, learning and teaching um, mompreneurs about intuition so that they can be successful not only in their business but successful in their life. And so I'm really working on launching that program soon. And, yes, I'd love to share it with you when it's all completed. But I'm so excited to have you, and thank you so much for always a enlightening and inspiring and humorous 
um, conversation. So I want to uh, I want to thank you. Thank you so much, Gina, yeah. for having me and just you know creating this amazing sacred space for everybody to just come together and share and learn and evolve. Amazing, you're amazing. Fantastic. Well, you have a great day. Enjoy that sunshine while we have it. I know we talked about yeah, exactly. uh, it. Get out there, right? And um, have a fantastic day. Thanks so much. Thank you, my dear. Thank you. All right. Be well. Bye-bye. Well, thank you, everybody. Another fantastic show. I am getting close to wrapping up the Women Entrepreneur Series. I cannot believe it. It's been about three months, believe it or not, and um, we've had phenomenal women. I am going to have to do something later on in the year and just kind of bring them back on repeat because there's been so much, so much to share and so many people sharing their their support and sharing their wisdom and their their intentions and so I love that um, next week I will not be live so I will be missing you but I will be at transform in Atlanta Georgia with Pamela Bruner and so excited for that so you'll be looking out on my Facebook page for all the pictures and all the exciting things and all the networking and people that I get to meet um, don't forget, Monday, I am on the radio again, though. I am on Catch Your Spirit with Terry Hyman, and she can be found. She is um, a amazing, amazing friend, amazing teacher, and I will be on her show talking about mindfulness, talking about stress reduction, and, and talking about um, all the wonderful practices that we can do to create that. Um, I'm also going to be talking a little bit about this whole balance of moms and working and mompreneurs. So, don't miss that. That is this Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Catch your spirit. So I look forward to seeing you on one of the events. If you're going to be popping by Daniel Gale, Manhasset, Sotheby's tomorrow night, please give me a shout out. I only have spots for 10 people for readings, and I look forward to connecting with you soon. I hope you have a beautiful day. Namaste.